0: At this time, we're joined by Rutgers' Steve Owens, Illinois' Dan Hartland, Penn State's Rob Cooper, and Indiana's Jeff Mercer. It seems like scoring was way up across the league this year. I'm just curious uh, if you noticed that in your games, what, what maybe the reasons behind that would be, and if you expect that to carry over into this week for anyone answer. Well, I, I, from my
1: standpoint, I think 90% of the games we played this year, the wind was howling out in every ballpark. I think it was a major factor. Uh, thought the weather, you know, affected so many things this year. Um, so, you know, just part of what we all dealt with. I think across the board, you saw that in, in a lot of games. So, I think weather was a major
2: portion of that. I think it also has something to do with the fact that, you know, most of our kids. Um just played conference games last year. so there's a lot of young guys that didn't get opportunities to pitch the midweek. and so there's a lot of you know a lot of kids on you know on our team that we're going through the learning experience and the growing pains, uh, even though they might have been in our program for a second year, it was a freshman year for them. We had thirty five out of thirty nine guys on our roster, well only only five guys on our roster. Um, had actually experienced a real 12-month experience in college. So classes in person, fall practice, go home for break, come back, classes in person, early you know practice, and then a regular season. So a lot of learning on the fly, even though they might have been older guys. I think that had an effect on our RPIs as a
1: league. If you look back before COVID, where we got, uh, you know, we, we had more people with with uh, better RPIs, and I think the fact that. If we didn't have two years of development. Basically, uh, was a, was a factor with us this year
3: as a group. From an offensive standpoint, if you look at just taking a year, to potentially two years off of the live at bats and development, right? Talk about the midweek games. You look at last year; you build a pitching staff for five games a week, and then you play three games, and so you stack those guys up. If you're, a, let's say, you're you're an offensive guy, and, and so you're facing everyone's best arms through the weekend, right? You play no midweek games, there's no one that you ever get that's, uh, you know, that's the 8th, ninth, 10th guy on the staff, there's, there's none of that. You're facing the best all the time, there's never a time you get to build yourself up after having no season the year before and no summer ball the year before, so so much of that all is an avalanche all piled on at one time. And the pitching in the league was really good last year, look at the draft, there was a lot of, a lot of pitching last year that was really good. And so this year you have summer ball, of a full year, you've got midweeks again, you get some confidence back. You kind of get it rolling a little bit. A lot of the league had, a lot of the arms were drafted last year. So you put those things together and the wind blowing out was a, it was. I mean, I would have loved to have hit. I would have hit 440 this year, uh, if I could still play, so. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Call, I'm called BS on that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, you, you damn near
2: hit 440
3: this <laughs> year, so. uh, No, but the wind blowing out was a was a big deal too. I think the, the hitters, <clears throat> Got a
0: lot better last year facing elite arms every inning mm-hmm. of every weekend and more of the better players that got drafted were pitchers. Uh, so though some of those older really good pitchers that gave everybody some great depth weren't there this year. Quite out, it just seems pretty simple like the hitters, the depth of the hitters are better than the depth of the pitchers like across the board because <clears throat> Hard to keep teams from scoring um, this year, and I, I think uh, it seems like more of the older, more more established players are more position players a little bit this year than it was more pitching last year.
1: Yeah, I think the other thing that'll be interesting this week, you know, we've all played in that wind. This ballpark seems to hold hold the ball in a little bit, so. I think uh, you know, you'll you'll see teams need to manufacture runs a little bit. The home run may not you know play as much as it did during the regular season.
3: Uh, for for any of you, um, just how good does it feel to be back in the stadium to be you know have the Big Ten tournament back finally after three years? But uh, it's
1: you know, it's what you play for, right? You play to uh, win championships. You have the regular season. Uh, but to to get to the tournament format, uh, you know it's, it's fun for the players. Uh, as coaches, is, again, it's what you try to develop your team to to get to, is to some championships championship style play. Uh, this is a fun time of year, and so I know from our standpoint, we're excited to be here. And uh, you know, not only the city of Omaha, but everyone in the Big Ten and, and then Nebraska, uh, you know, hosting. It's just a great event. So. I think probably speak for all of us that we're all excited to, to be back in this format and in this, and in this venue.
2: Uh, Carl James, <clears throat> iubase.com for Coach Mercer. Uh, Coach Vaughn uh, specifically talked about uh, the, the experience that his team has. So you've got a team with you know four uh, All-Big Ten freshman <clears throat> players. Um, what is it going to be like your relatively young team going up against his very experienced team?
3: I, I think throughout the course of the year, guys have an opportunity to learn to grow. And that's why you, you hope that you have a chance to play young guys. So by the end of the year, they're, they're not as inexperienced. I think uh, for us to go out and have an opportunity to compete with a great team like Maryland, the rest of the teams here, those young guys are gonna have to, to go out and act like they've been there before, maybe they haven't. But they have a chance to compete against great teams that travel and play against some of the best venues and some of the best programs in the country. So they're gonna have to go out and, and be able to carry themselves as such. You do that long enough, you find yourself, I always about, you find yourself in the seventh inning of the two run game, and you find a way to try to win it late. So um, they have a great team, he's a great coach, and they are very experienced. But uh, over the course of the year, those young guys have had a chance to learn and to grow, and now it's their opportunity to go compete. Uh, I also Indiana Sports
2: Network. Coach okay. Mercer, uh, I wonder, like it wasn't a great weekend in Iowa, win loss wise, but do you feel like getting to the tournament is an opportunity for the team to kind of flush that away and hit the reset button?
3: Yeah, no, it's a big accomplishment, especially if you look at where we were at five or six weeks ago and and not being necessarily in that position in that contention. So, you're really proud of the kids for the way that they recovered and responded and, and improved throughout the course of the year. And maybe the last weekend didn't go as well as you would like it to go, but. It's a precursor for what this weekend is gonna be, where you're gonna play against great teams in a short turnaround. And um, you know there's weather involved, there's all kinds of different uh, mitigating circumstances. So yes, I am, I am very proud of them, the way they recovered and responded. Um, the way we were able to go out and, and work our way into this situation. And as they've said before, now you have an opportunity where everything's a slate clean. And for everybody, you go out and you compete for one weekend. You know, I played for, for Coach Cooper at Wright State and, and you know, playing coming from mid-major baseball and, and spending so long in that at that level. Um, you can do whatever you want to do throughout the course of the year, but it comes down to one weekend at the end of the season. And that's how it was every day for, for years and years. So it's it's a it's a kind of a normal kind of a normal feeling to go into the end of the season and know like, hey, you've you've got one weekend and for everybody they're trying to buy for one spot in that tournament setting. And so that is a comfortable place to be as I guess as comfortable as you can be. Uh, in it, but it's spending so much time and it, it, it's, it's more normalized, I would say. Matt Levine with the Maryland Baseball Network. Uh, Coach Mercer, you guys haven't seen Maryland yet this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw them in the last regular season series last year. Uh, just watching from a distance, what would you say they've done well? I mean, a lot has gone well, but yeah, watching from a distance, what is I I think the, the harder question would be to find what they haven't done well, right? Uh, they've done everything with Pistons. Uh, really hit experienced. You know they, they've done a really good job of building a great program where they've recruited at a really high level and allow those guys to grow up and play at, at a young age and develop. And they have great continuity. Obviously, have great coaching, great development. Um, they, they're very well rounded and, and, and very balanced. And so, when any time that you go and play a team like that, you, you can't. You have to go into it and play to obviously your strengths, but try to try to mitigate anything that you would do that would be disqualifying. Right? You have to take care of the ball. Can't give away free bases. You have to put the ball in play. Right? Anything that's disqualifying, because a team like that's going to take advantage of it, and and they'll really they'll really make you pay for it. And that's what they'll do too, um, and, and and they'll they'll run away from you if you give them opportunities to do that. So, I know it sounds you know very very basic, but you just can't do anything disqualifying because they'll 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 put you away for it. So, like I said, you have to go and compete and find a way to uh, to be in a ball game late and and, and um, try to win at the, at the end kind of building off that for, for
0: the other coaches who have played Maryland this year. What was the, the biggest challenge about that? And then what does it do for the perception of the league? When you have a team from the Big Ten in the national seating conversation in the, in the race
2: to host a super potentially things like that. Well, I, I mean, first of all, I, I agree with what Jeff said. I mean, they're really good. They, you know, the weekend we played them, they could really hit. They had the right guys on the mound that competed and good starting pitching. And they played really good defense and, and played with a lot of energy. That's tough to beat, don't, don't care where you're playing. As far as it, how is it for the conference, I mean, this guy's had two teams being super regionals and um, host and, and things like that, and, You know, Michigan in 2019. So um, it's just to me, it just is another example of the level of play in the Big Ten, that it's good, it's a good baseball conference, so that's how I look at it. I think the thing stands out
1: to me from from Maryland. We we beat them on Friday night and and beat them handily, and we turned around and played a doubleheader and we made four or five mistakes that uh, Saturday in, in you know two game set basically. Every time we made a mistake, they made us pay for it. I mean, it was unbelievable, you know what they did. If we'd make an error not make a play, whatever it was, they make you pay for it. And so I think that's a sign of a good team. It's kind of like blood in the water. Uh, they, they find a way to, you know, to, you just have to play you know, very good baseball against them. Can't make a lot of mistakes.
2: I know we've been talking a lot about Maryland, but Rutgers has had a pretty remarkable season this year as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about what your team has done and <clears throat> what it means to be kind of in a national picture at this point?
0: <clears throat> I think we've been pretty consistent the whole year, from the beginning of the season all the way, you know, through the end. Um, there's been, you know, there's always ups and downs, um, but we haven't been on really the the extreme of that. We've played pretty pretty even keel. Um, we've, you know, we our pitching has been you know, was pretty good at the beginning. We gave away, you know, less free passes. Um, we're not elite there, but um, we really had to manage things to make it work and match up. And the players kind of established roles and then did a good job of being consistent with those roles. And our offense is good. Um, it might, I've had a lot of good offenses. This might be the best one I've ever had. From top to bottom. You know, we've made some changes. Like, we have guys hitting one that have hit eighth, and, you know, we've changed a lot. Um, And, but there's, you know, there's been very few weekends where three guys weren't, you know, pretty average for what they do, which is good. Three guys were awesome, and three guys were a little bit down, and we still have an opportunity to score each inning. So it's the first team I've had really that you know, we can hit a home run in the leadoff spot. We can hit a home run in the nine spot. Um, we hit a lot of extra base hits. The on-base percentage is good. We don't, you know, the strikeouts to walk ratio to hit by pitch is very good. The extra base hits is good. And, uh, and different guys have stepped up. You know, we might have two guys have an elite weekend, but the other guys were consistent, you know. So um, I've been very pleased with that. And then I think maybe the most important part of our team has been that we've, you know, we've led the conference in fielding percentage from start to finish, and that was a point of emphasis. Um, I wish that our pitchers would get some more ground balls uh, because we can catch them, but we, we, we can catch the fly balls too, and, and um, that's been, you know, when I watched, when I, last year was my first year really playing um, in the league as a coach, and I watched Nebraska field the baseball in every key spot for every game. They made a big play, and they didn't make mistakes defensively at all. They had guys play in different spots, had a little depth to do different things. If there was a cutoff situation, the ball was fielded cleanly, got in quickly, and an accurate throw and tag. There was a lot of really, really high level plays um, that take practice, and commitment, and a care level. we tried to instill you know, the fact that defense was very important um, to our team this year. And I think they, like we did defense before we did anything else in practice all year long. And we continue to. We, we will go practice defense before we practice offense. And, and obviously we're, we're an offensive team. I, I like offense. But, but defense has been a, a big key to our, our team this year. And I'm, I was happy that our team bought into the work that it takes to be
3: good at that. Coach Owens, just how special is it to play in the stadium knowing that in a couple of weeks' time you'd like to be right back here playing for much more than a Big Ten title?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is just exciting. You know, I, I'm excited to for our players who have never experienced this, and they I don't know if we've been in the league for seven or eight years. This is my second year of playing, you know, Big Ten um, baseball games, and last year was hard. Um, you know, again, I thought. I thought that the players got better last year because of how hard it was. I mean, you, you, you're facing, you know, Indiana in a four game series and some dude rolls out throwing 95 miles an hour in the seventh inning of a Sunday four game pot. It's not fair, you know? Um, So you got to get better. And, uh, and I think, um, I think, you know, our players are excited. I think they, Got a little bit um, caught up in some of the stuff at the end, where we have just played all year and didn't worry about. We didn't worry about anything. We just played, and and then I think they got caught up a little bit in some of that stuff at the end, um, and we didn't play quite as well, you know, in the last couple weekends. But we also played teams that were really good and also played at a very high level. Uh, so, you know, um, it's great. It's exciting for our for our players and our and our program and our school, and uh, you know, hopefully um, you know, they they perform well and, and, and get comfy and can hang around for a while. One well, of conversation about big changes to college athletics with removing uh, scholarship limits and coaching limits, uh, I guess I'm just curious, your perspective of how drastic of a change would that be if those limits were removed for college baseball and what could that mean for Big Ten baseball moving forward?
2: It's way over my bandwidth. I uh, I got enough issues worrying about the guys in, in blue and white. Um, here's the only thing I'll say about college athletics: is that uh, you know I, I I was a walk-on. Uh, I was a not a very good player, but everything that I have in my life is because of the experiences I had as a student athlete, and that's the truth. Uh, the coaches I met, the people I met. So as long as we don't ever take that out of the way, out of it. And that stays the core, then it's a great thing. If it gets anything away from that, then we're talking about profet- you know professional athletics, and those are great too. But um, it's I don't think any of us got into this to make a lot of money or or to um, you know to do anything other than try to make an impact. So for me, it's 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 uh, as long as that can always be at the core, uh, and I don't know what that looks like.
0: Yeah, everything's different right now at the NCAA, you know, so just try to not worry about it, tell you the truth and see what happens as a non-revenue sport, stuff kind of trickles down to you anyway, so everyone else figures it out before it kind of gets down to you. Um, So you just roll with what you have and, and, and the players don't seem to be too concerned about any of that stuff right now, at least. He's not
1: on my team. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think from my standpoint that the two things uh, that I hope we don't get away from are academics. We I mean, still want, you know, guys to graduate. I think that's really important. And, and I don't think the transfer portal helps that. So I've got an issue with that. And then the amateurism portion of it, you know, don't want to get to a point where it's all about money because this is such a great experience for young people. and. Uh, you know, some of the best best times of your life and to be involved with a team uh, where they're, you know, we're still about the college setting. Um, I think it's important from a growth standpoint. And I just hope that we don't lose that. Final question.
2: Just curious for any of you guys how you try and manage pitching this week with quick turnarounds and, and a quick turnaround from last weekend as well. Kind of how you use the all hands on deck, kind of how you're going to manage your pitching. Stay in the winner's bracket. <laughs> we've kind of just done that by committee all year, to be honest with you. So for us, it's going to be just whatever we got to try to do to win that first game and figure figure out who's going to go the next game after. And you know, I, I heard Steve say, you know, he had to like kind of match it up guys, and that's kind of how we've looked at our staff was we have some guys that have some ability, uh, but because of you know COVID situation stuff, I didn't have a ton of experience. So we just tried to really get them in matchups that favored them and short bursts. Let their stuff play up and so we're not going to change a whole lot.
3: As far as we're concerned, I thought we were in a good enough position to make the tournament. I know some things had to go our way. So we did work to try to get ourselves lined up to put ourselves in the best position with the teams that we assumed that we would play. So we are in a good position from the the pitching standpoint of (coughs) Which counselor were right to be able to get guys back on time, back on schedule, and to be able to match up, and, and then have the guys have the, the ability to, to take a run at it. If somebody gets hot and goes, and it's not like somebody, you know, we were aware of the situation, the surroundings that um, that would allow us to make it, and then what would allow those guys to, if somebody gets hot and can roll, can go from there. But at the same time, have the essentially the entire staff be hot, game one, which they are. So. It was a little bit little bit dicey, uh, kind of rolling it, rolling the dice a little bit and making sure we were lined up, but but it uh I guess all is well that ends well at this point until the tournament starts, right?
1: I think many years you know that I've been involved with the tournament, uh, the years you're most successful, somebody steps up that you don't expect to step up, right? Somebody that's maybe struggled throughout the year, or, or at that point in the season they're struggling and all of a sudden they come out and they, you know, whether it's one two innings where they give you five or six, somebody steps up and it makes an impact. I, I think that's important for each and every team, and the team or two that, that gets that guy that that does that little extra you don't expect, um, it, it seems to propel them through the, the tournament a little bit.
0: I think we're, we're we haven't gotten great length from our starting pitchers all year, so like. You start the season and you hope that you get that, and then we realize we weren't going to get that. So then <clears throat> we were starting the same guys. Uh, we we lost a weekend starter early, and he's back now, but he's not really, you know, ready, ready yet. But um, the we're, we'll just continue to do it like we've been doing it. Um, the, I don't think we should, you know, try to change something or that's been successful. Um, it hasn't been as successful as it was, you know, for most of the season, the last couple weekends, but, um, I'm not going to panic and change it. We're just going to do what we do. Cause if we can get into the middle of the game with our starters, then, um, our, our relievers have done some good stuff for us. Um, when we don't get into the middle of the game with our starters, that's when the coverage get bare or you, you roll the dice and, and you lose on a gamble. And then it puts you a little bit short, um, you know, going forward for the next game or the game after that. So, you know, we'll <clears throat> just try to figure out a way to get toward the end with more runs than the other team and give it to the right guy.